This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbid DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India RE. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. This is Cafe Mocha. This weekend, we're talking to Sherry Shepard. She's on tour with Cam and Babyface. She's got that new talk show coming up. Uh, and is she dating? Yeah, we'll get all into that. But first up, we're talking to Carrie Hilson. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. Thank you. Glad to be here. Now, you are known for your acting roles and Think Like a Man, Almost Christmas, Lust, a, a bunch of things. Um, <laughs> but tell us about your latest movie, The Love of Money. Yes, or The Love of Money. It's um, it's myself. It's a star-studded cast. Myself. Uh, DC Young Fly, Cat Williams, oh. uh, Lisa Ray, yes, uh, Rotimi, um, as people know from Power. Yeah. Um, we've got, you know, it, there's, it's, it's a star side cast, but it's a great film of, um, I would say, of, you get to see me in somewhat of a street adventure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, a mother who is has fallen maybe upon hard times, you know, there's no limit to what she wouldn't do for her child. And um, Gigi Davis just happened to uh, turn to the, 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 the drug game. Wow. Uh, and so, yeah, without telling the film, I, I, I actually think it's, um, it's a very layered film. It, it's got some intricacies, uh, you know, some cultural things in there. Um, so you're a drug dealer, Carrie. I'm a drug <laughs> dealer. Are you a dealer or a queen pen? I guess I'm kind of, I, I turn in, I start off like just, you know, trying to get in the game and then, you know, things uh, progress <laughs> positively, so, I guess, in that game. So Carrie, what attracted you to this role? <laughs> just, Lonnie, you know, I know nothing about the street life, okay? I had to ask a lot of questions. <laughs> um, but... I think it was just that. It was the fact that I got to play something different. You know, Gigi Davis is a woman who embraces not only her femininity, she's a mother, you know, she's nurturing and all that, but she also gets to embrace her, you know, her, her masculine side and, and, you know, boss up when she is called upon to do so or when she's left no other options. So, you know, I, I think that's what really, you know, people, I'm always playing like, pretty girl or temptress or you know incidental homewrecker or <laughs> um right you know I'm always having to play roles that um you know I, I don't really have to I, I don't want to say it. that sounds really but, vain but no I get it very, very... you beautiful yeah. just, just right. say I'm beautiful <laughs> and I get and to so, play beautiful you know, people kind of play on yes yes exactly but this is a role that you know had nothing at all to do with what I look like at all mm-hmm. but, right I appreciated that about it's a stretch. That's what you say, Carrie. Yeah, it's a it stretch. A, yeah, it was a stretch. It was a stretch that um, you know, I was grateful for the opportunity to 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 play differently. Talk to us about how acting has become like therapy for you, Carrie. Oh, listen, uh <laughs> the fact that I get to depart reality and be in an alternate universe for a little while, 
these past couple of years when I have really, you know, I guess delved into this craft, that's been the best part for me. It's like, oh my God, real- it actually feels more like reality on the set than what everything is happening that's, you know, in the world right now. So <laughs> um, I, I loved that, you know, I get to stop time and be in an alter universe, be somebody else, step out of, outside of my body and all the worries and all the stress. I think that been (laughs) the best part about it for me you know how do you handle that as an artist who you know is used to touring and and being in the studio Mm -hmm. and you know having creative outlets to you know deal with some of this stuff how was it for you kind of watching this go by were you involved did you go out there did you write songs yeah I wrote um there's a song that I almost released I don't really you know I I I think I channeled it into the acting into my writing into um you know my art I'm also a visual artist I paint um so I you know being a creative you're going to find a way to channel all of your frustration um but yeah I put it in these roles I put it in, you know, the music that people will soon hear. <laughs> you got to find a way to process it and yeah. express it, you know, get it out. Everyone loves you. We want to see you definitely on the big screen, but we definitely miss your writing and your music because you are one of America's favorites. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I do plan to return. I don't know when, but I know that I must. I know there's things in that space that I want to do now that I'm a woman, you know, making my own decisions, controlling my own career. And I need to do that for myself, you know, not even just for the fans that have been waiting and, and uh, enduring false starts and, and uh, you know, fake press releases about my music and things like that. Like, you know, my fans are amazing for that, for waiting and for caring still. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We're talking to Carrie Hilson. I want to ask Carrie about this for two reasons. Number one, because you're a songwriter. And then number two, because you have, you know, you're also a singer. So as a songwriter, what happens when somebody goes and redoes all the music that you co-wrote with them and with intent to keep the money for themselves? Can, can you explain? I think it's becoming a more popular phenomenon you know that that people are kind of using that to take control because deals are so antiquated yeah you know what I mean these are deals that were structured in like 1909 Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. for some of us you know (laughs) and people are locked in sometimes for life or whatever like the industry has changed so much like you've got to find a way to snatch the reins because they're not going to be given to you so Mm -hmm. kudos to Asante and everyone else yes I agree I agree but I, yeah. but I don't understand if the royalty cut is still the same, if Irv Gotti still gets the same, because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, how can they even do that? I mean, if what? you wrote the song, then you wrote the song and you should get the same amount of money as long as the song is But played. it's about yeah. up, obtaining the masters. Yeah, she wants obtaining control the, you can redo masters. it. You can redo it. You can redo a song. You own a different master than they master. So okay. the streaming is different. It's almost like a release of anything. He says he feels disrespected. But if you would have paid her right in the beginning, given her what mm-hmm. she deserved, then you would have a happy home is how I look at it. I won't argue with paying someone fairly, of course, but you yeah. are in the music industry. So you know damn well that first contract, you ain't getting nothing because they don't know what you could do. <laughs> they don't know. 
yeah. they don't know whether you're going to be a hit yeah. or be worth five points or yes. ten points. You're or basically writer a credit. glorified. Exactly. You're you're a glorified liability to them. They're like, well, we know that you have what it takes, but we haven't seen you do it yet. Singer and actress Carrie Hilson, you can check out For the Love of Money, currently streaming on Prime Video, Apple TV, Voodoo for about six bucks. On the way, Sherry Shepard's got a new talk show in the fall. Plus, she's on the road with Babyface and Cam. This is Cafe Mocha, KBLA Talk. It's Cafe Mocha. On the line is Miss Sherry Shepard. Welcome back to the show, Sherry. How are you? Hi, ladies. How are you? Hello, Sherry. Not as good as you are. Listen, not as good as you. We are so excited. Can I just scream for one second, Angelique? Congratulations! Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. So I know you've probably been in the lab working on what this show was going to look like, but can you kind of take us back? You know, you were filling in for Wendy. How did it go down? You know, let's get a play-by-play of the production company calling you and saying what? Oh, wow. They called me to co-host to fill in for her as they did with all of the other folks and it turned out that I got really great rating that tied with Ellen and Kelly Clarkson for third place. And so every time I came on, my ratings were high and mm-hmm. they offered me, you know, because a Wendy show was coming to an end that season. And so it was that time slot was up for grabs. And so they came to me with the offer of a talk show, which is something that I, you know, have been a dream of mine for a long, long time. It was something it's, that was really, you know, I thought this would be great. This is what a blessing. Well-deserved, first of all, because, Thank you. you know, just to hear that Wendy was going out, you know, we followed that entire story. And of course, me growing up with Wendy Williams as a journalist, radio personality to a TV bigwig, I was watching the show just to see how things kind of played itself out and every time I would see you on the show I would get excited I mean I watched it when I knew you were coming I wanted to see what you were talking about it I wanted to see the transitions all of those good things even the days you missed I was like what she's not here she's sick she's got what an emergency what is happening but you know (laughs) I went to look for you yeah I went to look for you and so to see that they came back around to honor you and, and, and represent you for the, for your own show, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, you know, the, I think it was kind of being ready when the opportunity presented itself mm-hmm. and, you know, knowing that everything that I had done kind of was leading up to this point of being ready, you know, uh, co-hosting Dish Nation, co-hosting The View, doing stand up, like all of that just played a part of it. So even during this tour, this tour that I'm on with Babyface and Kim, the full circle tour, getting out and, you know, talking to a nine, 10,000 people has prepared me for doing a talk show. So and I just love people. So it's, I'm very thankful. So we're talking to Sherry Shepard. It's Cafe Mocha. So you are on the road with Kim and Babyface. What is that like for you? I mean, first of all, because of COVID, are you, you know, it's not a controlled environment anymore. You know, on the set, you can say who's on and who's off. It's a bit different when you're in a big old concert. Well, it's not. 
you know, it's very interesting because even on the set, they've shut down talk shows because of COVID. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's actually better out here because we're in a big open arena. Mm-hmm. So there's been so many talk shows that have shut down because of COVID. Rachel Ray, you know, uh, even the Wendy show, we went virtual for a while. Though so even with them testing every day, somebody got COVID. So mm-hmm. with this, uh, you know, it, it really, <laughs> this is the best actual tour that I've ever been on because nobody is allowed backstage. So <laughs> everybody keeps asking, you know, can we come backstage? And, and, and it's like, no, this is the quietest backstage. It is Kim, it is Babyface, and it is Sherry. And, and the very essential people who need to be back there. So you can't even, you know, used to be groupies could sneak. You can't sneak past <laughs> nobody on this tour. They won't even let ne- nobody's mama come backstage to, um, uh-uh, to say hi no, to uh-uh. I mean, I'm not, I, mama. nobody back there, girl. My, my girlfriend was like, I can't wait to get my picture with baby. Well, you're going to have to wait because you ain't going to see baby face. You're going to see him on the stage. But yeah, so it's really, we've been really, really good. Uh, at keeping it very, very controlled. It's Cafe Mocha. We're on the line with Sherry Shepard, who's currently on the road with Cam and Babyface. Of course, L.A., May 14th. You already said we ain't going to be able to get backstage passes, right? <laughs> no, no, you can't get backstage passes. It's so funny because um, uh, Candy Burris and Eva Marcel from Atlanta and Brett were there. And I was like, you can't come backstage. You come back to the hotel. We can go get something to eat, you know, right. uh, because it's, we have to be, and everybody understood. It's like with COVID on the uptick, everybody's mm-hmm. being very, very cautious, you know, and um, have been very understanding. So that's one now, thing I'm now, glad. I got good friends. Now, Sherry, you know, I'm your girl, right? You know, I'm your soul sister, right? Now. <laughs> I'm always here. Do you listen? You go holler about a man for us all. You know, you know, there's a shortage out here. How in the yeah. heck are you around all these fine? Oh, men. Tell me, tell me, tell me you haven't. Tell me you, you got some groupies. Well, you know, I told people, um, I said that song that Kim made, how, you know, where he sings, how did you find your way back in my life? I said, I'll be on that tour bus. That's how uh-huh. I found my way in your life. <laughs> Don't don't underestimate a stalker who who's a stand up comic who's about to get her own talk show. I got stalker tendencies. <laughs> oh Ask him ex-boyfriends who's with another woman in the apartment Ooh. building. Oh, I was a stalker. So um Were you sharing? It's you telling me, Mama, you telling me you ain't never there with your girlfriend outside that building waiting for him to come out? You I have like been, all night duty. Yeah, I have you been never. busted on security camera. <laughs> chasing a car through the through the garage I that did happen <laughs> let me tell you something I'm I'm good at it now I don't do it at this age I don't do it no more because if I was stalking a guy I'd probably fall asleep I'd get restless leg syndrome sitting in the Ooh. same spot and then if you ain't got the air conditioner on in the car I'm gonna be hot flashing so mm. probably when he comes out I'd be knocked over sleep because about 10 o'clock I'm ready to go to bed so I'm not as good of a stalker as I would like to be when Sarah, I was in my you, 20s. Now, now, you know, you cannot go to sleep before the men. You know that. Your action's off. Yeah, honey. You, you, come on. Cold, cold 101. Yeah, let me tell you about auntie. Cold Something about these hormones. Cold 101. Girl, auntie be hot flashing and tired at the same time. This is why I love this tour. 
it really should be called the auntie and uncle tour, the full circle tour, because we all, like I said, backstage, it is so, they ain't no half naked girls undressed, ain't nobody, you know, because normally when you go to tours, it's, it's a bunch of entourage. People don't have passes on. You don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. You got to go through the gauntlet of hanger-ons. There is none of this. There's two gorgeously beautiful chocolate men, one baby face, one named Kim. And uh, I get to talk to them all the time. And <laughs> uh, we have our back. We have Kim's background dancers in the band. So it is truly a joy to be able to sit and just chill with baby face and chill with Kim. <laughs> oh, Sherry. So Sherry, if you see someone you like and you, 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 you know, that energy hits you like, Ooh, like, like electricity, you see somebody yeah. over there that you are like, wow, who in the heck is that over there? Now, do you send your people over there to investigate the situation? And if your people go over there to investigate the situation, whose number are you giving them? Uh, yes, I would send somebody over there because okay. I've done it with Bumble. I've done it with Bumble. My girlfriends have seen guys that they think what? are my type. And they will send them a message on Bumble and say, we have a girl, I have a girlfriend who's, you know, she's an entertainer and you look like her type. Would you, you know, what do you do? You know, um, do you have any children? And they kind of investigate. Do they go on the first date too? Do they, no, do they go on the first date and then let you know, yeah, he's cool. (laughs) No, they haven't gone on a date. They will give me the number and I will text them and I'll say, hi. Hi, James. My name is Sherry. My girlfriend, Sally, said you look like a person that I want to meet. And they think they're being catfished. Yeah. But I have gone out on three or four dates off Bumble like that. I'm not on Bumble, but my girlfriends are. And I've gone on dates. So I definitely, if I saw somebody I like, I would send my road manager or one of the background dancers over to investigate. And then, yeah, we could take it from there. Do you feel like there's a shortage in men? Like, do you feel like our generation, I mean, do you feel like there are not enough men for us? Or do you feel like you've made it so far in this industry that you need to find you a specific type of guy? Like, you know, I'm I'm single. I've, I've been divorced since 2016. And this newly single thing and, you know, my work ethics is really, it's a conflict. I'm trying to figure it out. Help me. You know what? It's a hard one, girl. And I think that there are, it's all we need is that one. And I think that there are, but I think that so many women feel like he's got to make this amount of money. He got to do this. Mm-hmm. He got to be like that. And I think we, we cut out a lot of really good men. Cause here's the thing at the level that we are, sometimes it's hard finding a guy at this financial level. And I'm going to tell you, Men at our financial level, they tend to be really controlling because they Mm. want what they want. They want who they want. They want it when they want. And we're at the age we're like, well, you're not going to get it right now because I'm tired. (laughs) And that's why I had a nerve get the kicking in. Thank you. And I'm hot and you got to roll them on your side. You're not going to get it cooked. DoorDash is the way we're going to go. (laughs) And so, but I think that sometimes we have to expand. I've been on some really great dates with people. And for me, I've been going, God, send me who you, you say I need. Not so much what I want, but who do I need? Because I've gone out on dates with people, men who were, you know, I, I, I don't like using Kevin Samuels terms, but high income earners. Mm-hmm. And they don't match my lifestyle. They right. don't match what, what I would need. You know, for me, and, and I've learned to tell men what I want. 
I, you can't be calling me on a Monday and I don't hear from you till next Tuesday because you busy. I'm busy. You busy. This is not going to work. Man, they love you know, her, right? But, she lonely and depressed. She need a dog in her life. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sherry, though. Okay. But Sherry, I hear you. And um, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with what you're saying. But the other yeah. part of that is that oftentimes the uh, the everyday Joe gets intimidated or uncomfortable with the profile, the status. This isn't something that he's used to. Um, I know. So. (sighs) And I'm not arguing with you. I believe you me. I am not arguing with you. Once, you know, you let somebody go behind their railroad, it's intoxicating. It literally, I have had men get in a picture with me and they knock me out the way to get closer to the other celebrities. And I'm like, hey, hey, wait, wait. You know, I've had men go with me on a red carpet and then they like, well, what? how come they telling me to move? That's why I don't take them with me to work. Right. It just don't work. You know, so I, I'm not arguing with you at all. It, it really has to be, he has to be very secure in who he is. And uh, that's what I look at. I, I tend not to now date people in my industry i ask them first what do you want to do oh you want to be an actor all right we got can you take me home you want to write oh hey i got I, we can't meet you want to do what voiceovers Mm-mm. just not you a comic uh mm, sorry <laughs> right. <laughs> right well you, you're on your That's way to funny. the top now sister i mean and if you've kissed the sun before and we are so excited. I know I'm excited you. to watch well, yeah. you Monday through Friday. I mean, I love your energy. I love your your honesty. Um, I love hearing about your family life. I hear I love hearing about your travels. And I, I love that you keep it real. And I love that. Well, thank you so much. You I appreciate some, it. You bring I'm some re- spice to our lives. I appreciate that. I'm I'm very very excited. Uh, with Sherry is coming out this fall. And Mm -hmm. so I'm really, really excited. I'm very thankful to God. And I just tell people, you know, sometimes a no doesn't mean no. It just means not yet. Because I had my very first talk show pilot in 2008. And so, no, excuse me, that's fine. That's 2004 because I was on The View in 2008. In 2004. Mm -hmm. And it's now 2022. So it literally took 18 years of God letting me go through ups and downs, devastations, hurt to get some stuff up under me. I didn't know who I was in 2004. If you would have given me a talk show and said vacuum the flow and, and, and put a fruit basket on your head, if it would have made people laugh, I would have done it. At this place where I'm at, I know what I bring. I know exactly right. what I need to do to do a talk show, make it successful and empower people. And it took 22 years for that. So I'm very excited and I can't wait for people to see Sherry and I can't wait to learn about people. I can't wait to use my platform to empower women and to give folks a platform that have not been seen before. So, yeah, thank you. We're talking to Sherry Shepard on tour at Kevin Babyface. They're in Greensboro, May 5th, Charlotte, May 6th, Macon, May 7th, L.A., May 14th. The conversation continues. Loving our brothers, men with strength, wisdom, assertive, and genuine in their spirit. It's the Cafe Mocha Swag. Hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Thank you, ladies. 
I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversation Masterclass with the Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner, Jesse Collins. He's a producer of both iconic award shows and TV programming. Jesse talked about believing in yourself and making sure you learn the lessons from things that don't turn out the way you expect. If you don't believe that you can do it, then certainly no one else is going to, and no one is ever going to give you the opportunity to do it. What do you really have to lose? Maybe not everything's going to work out, but at least even if it doesn't succeed, you're going to walk away with some lessons that you wouldn't have had before. And you take those lessons and you move on to the next thing. You know, I look at like so many people that, you know, you look at everyone around you that, uh, you know, that is extremely successful. Right. And you can probably find some failures somewhere in their resume. But then after those failures, you find those successes. So obviously they just didn't stop. You can listen to this full interview with Jesse Collins. It's available on MoneyMakingConversation.com. Keep winning. Morlani, Yo-Yo, and Angelique. We got you standing in solidarity. Only on Cafe Mocha. Radio from a woman's perspective. Radio from... Keep winning. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Angelique along with Yo-Yo. We are talking to Sherry Shepard. Yo-Yo, go ahead. Well, we, I hear you saying what you will do. Why don't you tell us what you won't do this time around? What I won't do this time around? Um, what I won't do. See, I haven't really thought about what I won't do because I haven't because the things that I won't do, I haven't done in so long. Mm -hmm. So it, mm -hmm. I, I'm very thankful that I'm at this place where mm -hmm. that has not come yeah. up because I have worked so hard to have a reputation. So people know mm -hmm. not what to what not to come at me with. So I guess if you say, Sherry, what won't you do? I won't yeah, compromise. Won't you, you have to tell the people. Yeah, if I believe in something, I'm going to fight for it. If it does, if it goes against what my spirit is saying inside, I'm not going to do it. I think we have to learn to trust that little voice inside that's, you know, get sometimes get a little scared that people that you say, well, who's going to listen to that voice? And that voice doesn't matter. Yes, it does. You have to learn to listen to it and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So when I get red flags, that say, uh, this doesn't feel right. I feel very much confident in going, I don't want to do that. I, I, that's, that doesn't work for me. So um, I can't specifically think of things that I won't do, but I do know I listen to that voice inside and listen to my instinct. And I put a lot on God being in control of the situation because I've asked him and I placed a lot in his hands. And so a lot of times he will say to me, do you have faith that I'm going to do it? And I sit back and I go, you show up and show out. So, mm -hmm. um, it just goes against what I truly believe in and who I know that I am at my core. I know that I, I, my calling and my passion is making people laugh. So what you will not see is me do, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Dr. Phil and I'm not, you know, um, uh, Ayala. So you probably right. won't see me on there. Somebody just crying and going, but I just need advice on how to, you know, then I, all I can say is I'm gonna pray for you, girl. I'm not that person. My, my best friend, Nisi Nash. You know, you always got that one person that got advice on everything and everybody and everyone and everywhere. Yeah. 
That's Nisi. Nisi got a she got a word. She got a scripture. She got it. She'll look at you and go, let me tell you what the problem is. See, this is what you need to do. You will never see that coming out of Terry. I don't give you advice unless you go, Terry, I'm begging you. What do you think? <laughs> you ask Nisi. You don't even got to ask Nisi. You just say, Nisi, my foot hurts. My foot hurts. And she'll go, see, let me tell you something. This is the problem. You've been walking too long. And I told you about it before. And what you need to do is you, never, you ain't going to listen to me. That's Nisi Nash. So that's not Sherry. Sherry will be like, girl, I don't, there was an Ask Wendy segment. And the girl was like, you know, I got two boyfriends and he want me to get with his wife. And then I was like, girl, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. That's, that's a hard one. <laughs> I, I don't give it, I don't, you too. I can tell you what worked for me, but I don't know how to tell you what might work for you. So uh, you probably won't see a lot of that advice stuff unless it deals with, reinventing yourself and be moving beyond fear relationship advice i don't get in people's relationships so i guess it's one of the things i will not do get in your relationship you, you want to say with him you didn't seen him he didn't cheated on you five times and you still want who am i to be trying to talk you out of okay you'll learn <laughs> but i don't think that's what nobody wants to hear Sherry Shepard currently on tour with Cam and Babyface headed to LA May 14th. And Sherry, we can't wait till the fall to see what's up with your talk show. You'll have to come back then. I mean, if you have time for us. Absolutely. And I, and I thank you uh, for your support and the excitement. Cause of course, you know, you always get nervous that you're going to throw a party and nobody will come. So I'm, re- I'm very, very thankful for the well wishes and the encouragement. Yes. Well, people showed up and they will continue to show up for you. So best of luck, okay? Thank you so much, please. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're Thank rooting you. you on. Sherry Shepard, ladies Thank and gentlemen. Thank you. Have a good one, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sherry Shepard currently on tour with Cam and Baby Face. They're in Greensboro and Charlotte, May 5th and 6th. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. Remember when quarterback Cam Newton went viral for saying he don't want a boss chick, he wants a chick that knows how to cook? Well, he posted a long video on YouTube explaining. It was a clip that was taken completely out of context. I think for me, growing up, how I grew up raising my children, my daughters, the way I raised them, it's completely different than how I was depicted. Have you seen Viola Davis as Michelle Obama yet? The friendship I felt they had and shared and the respect that Barack has for Michelle, it was a joy to play. After being clowned and criticized for exaggerating Mrs. Obama's facial expressions, Viola said the criticism is hurtful. But hey, they can't all be award-winning performances. Megan the Stallion finally talking about what happened the night she got shot in the foot. So I get out the car and it's like everything happens so fast. And all I hear is this man screaming is, he said, dance and he starts shooting. And I'm just like, oh my God. The alleged shooter rapper Tory Lanez has talked, lied, exaggerated about what happened so many times the court put a gag order on him. In September, the judge will decide who's lying. That's the espresso. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Socially savvy on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Serving up more Cafe Mocha. Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie, Love, Yo-Yo, them old white people try to block her. Did you watch this confirmation? Do we have a sorority, a chance, something going on right now? 
What, um, do, do we do we have a but we Katanji? Chant, What's our chant? What's our soul sister chant? We gotta have a chant. When I when 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 they announced it, the entire restaurant started cheering. Every woman in there. I'm not kidding. It gave me goosebumps. Um, the world is celebrating, you guys. Not all the world, because oh as God. as normal, you know, when the mood when the mediocre white people make it through, nobody says anything. But as stellar, when stellar excellence, when black excellence happened, they try to shoot it down. And it just drives me crazy to see that black woman sitting there Listen, taking that garbage ridicule. from. Listen, we watch slavery happen, you guys. Well, the thing is, is that it was a historic confirmation of Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson being the first black female in the highest court of the land. Um, representation matters. And this was a hard fight. She had a really hard confirmation where she was verbally abused. It got to the point at one point where the GOP was abusing her so bad that Senator Cory Booker came in and gave her a break and praised her. And she actually started to cry. She started to shed tears. And that just tells you how hard but she had the backing of her daughter. She had the backing of her husband. Um, she had the backing of the Democrats and three Republicans uh, broke ranks and voted her. And it was just historic to see that the first black female VP confirmed her um, in the Senate chamber. So when we go through these campaigns of asking you to vote, register to vote, stand in line to vote, this is when it matters. This is when you get your payoff um, because representation matters. This is a sister with her natural hair. She's overqualified mm -hmm. um, to do the job. And it doesn't change the court because the court is still uh, right, uh, right leaning right now, but it helps break a little piece of glass. And that's what matters. This was a campaign promise that um, Joe Biden ran on in his campaign and he has fulfilled it. I think that there's a lot to celebrate. We still have work to do, but it's okay to take a moment to celebrate an accomplishment. This is Cafe Mo. I love this woman. She is one of my favorite entrepreneurs. She is my icon, my rock star. It's Monique Rodriguez, founder and CEO of Mael Organics. And I just I love, love everything that she does. Monique, welcome to Cafe Mocha. Thank you so much. It is a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to talk to all of you ladies. I haven't seen you in forever, so I'm just happy to speak with you all today. <laughs> well, the people that don't know about Myel Organics, it's the fastest growing black owned and black woman led global beauty brand. So, you know, when I first started this company, I knew very early on that this journey in entrepreneurship was not just about me. It's about who I continue to bring up as I continue to climb this ladder of success. And it's nothing if you're the only successful person at the top. So I feel that to whom much is given, much is required. So I knew very early that I wanted to create a foundation and also help support women of color um, in the entrepreneurship space because, you know, that was me seven years ago looking for support and opportunity. And, you know, I think that is very important for us to partner with higher education programs to provide opportunities for entrepreneurship and education development for the Black communities and communities of color. 
So we launched our More Than a Strand um, campaign um, in partnership with Rutgers University and Newark Business Hub to launch our class. Um, and, and they'll be able to, you know, take their leap of faith into this world of entrepreneurship with the educational foundation and tangible resources that we're providing um, through this program. I, I love it. I think it's so important to give back. And I, I think that's how you create longevity in your business. You already use her hair care products. She's founder yes. and CEO of Myel Organics, Monique Rodriguez. Monique, mm -hmm. like I said, we all have your products, but if things had been different, you might be on the front lines, COVID giving us COVID yeah. shots and COVID tests. How'd you go from being, you know, a registered nurse to this? That's a huge leap. Yeah. Wow. That's so real what you just said. Um, and then, um, and then secondly, like, you know, we, just to hear you guys say that you have our, our products and you use them, like that means the world to me because you are supporting my dreams. So I just want to say thank you, first of all, for that as well. Um, but, you know, I started in 2014 and, you know, working as a nurse, even though it's a great career, you're on the front line, you're serving people, you know, but it also has to be something that you're truly passionate about. And I went to nursing school because, that's what my family told me that I should do, you know, growing up. And that was the only route that I thought was to success. You know, I didn't see black women entrepreneurs running their businesses, but I always had that desire and that passion. And I've always had a love for the beauty and hair space. And I started on social media talking about my passion and sharing my hair journey with the world. And long story short, women across the world gravitated to what I was making at home. I started making my own products. And then I launched just one product back in 2014. And that one product that I launched, it just sold like crazy. And the rest is history. Seven years later, you know, we are in every major retail. We're a global beauty brand. But it was because I decided to say yes to my purpose. And, you know, God revealed this vision to me. And I always tell people, like, if God gives you the vision, he's going to give you the provision. And I truly know that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm walking in my calling and I'm fulfilling my purpose because this is something that I pray for. Mm -hmm. Myel Organics have been saving women's edges for years. <laughs> <laughs> Monique, thank you so much. <laughs> of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Love you, sis. Talk to you soon. Okay, love you guys. Bye-bye. The Salute Her Awards presented by AARP and Toyota is on Mother's Day, honoring generations of female excellence, including three generations of Winans women, two generations of King women, social justice activists Nadia Fisher and Ebony Underwood. Log on to SaluteHer.com to get registered. It's free and it's streaming live Sunday, May 8th at 7 p.m. at SaluteHer.com. Until next time, find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.